Hey, yo, what's popping to you? The beautiful person out there listening to this right now, whether you one of them ladies, one of them fellas, whatever you might be. Everybody watching. Fellas, fellas, fellas. How you doing? Happy National Umbrella Day. Happy National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. Happy National Home Warranty Day. And yeah, we got a nine-game NBA slate to smack you around with. That is right. Smack you around if you're new here. What the hell did yes? We're going to smack you around with the information that you need. We're going to be going through DraftKings. We're going to be talking about some Super Draft. We'll be live later today for the same exact slate at 4 p.m. East Coast time. Around noon or 1 p.m., Dylan Bird will be posting his short-form content on this channel for stars and scrubs, identifying three to four upper-range options, and the same thing for the lower price range. If you need one spot to get everything covered for this slate, oh, we got you, and we got those advanced tools and metrics and projections and rankings and a whole lot more down below on Patreon. So no matter what, don't worry. You found the place. You're going to get yourself some entertainment. You're going to get yourself some information because that's what you deserve. So sit back, relax, max all cool, and let me tell you something about a little thing called Daily Fantasy Sports NBA Today. We will start it off in the injury and status dashboard, but first, just hit me with that like button and be sure to hit that notification bell. That is the big one, so you're notified of when we're going live. I'll also be live today at noon Eastern time myself talking about the Pebble Beach for golf, PGA tomorrow. So any questions there, if you want to hop into the live chat, we'll be live for about an hour. So live two times today. You get two schmacks from Sal Live today. You get a couple uploads, so there's going to be a lot of content out there. Make sure that notification bell is on for all notifications because sometimes when we put a lot of content out at once, it might not hit you with the notification bell for everything. So just making sure that you're notified for those live streams. And okay, here's the big thing. Six figures on SuperJet for the first time in NBA history over there. $20,000 to first place and a $100,000 prize pool. This is it. This is probably going to be some of your last chances because once contests and once sites start doing this, put these bigger prize pools out there. Once it hits six figures, once they have right now, this is a 7,500 person field, right? This event is going to be starting right now tonight at 730. So it's going to be an eight game slate, not the nine game slate. Once sites do this, a lot of other people start to pay attention to it, right? When it's only giving out $5,000 first place, people don't care. But now people are going to start to pay attention to it. This contest is still not going to fill, but this site is going to fill soon because they're getting the marketing budget now to promote way, 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 way way more. So sign up for Superdraft now. And why am I why am I piping this up? Because I don't think this contest is going to fill anywhere near filled. 7,500 people to fill on Superdraft would be somewhat of a record, right? For the NFL, we had that and it was only filling at 60%. And they had two weeks to promote that, let alone one day today. So if there's only 60 to 65% filling this tonight, and that most, I think 70 at most. Man, oh man, this is just free money waiting to be had, especially with a massive price. Well, $20,000 is life-changing money for 99.999% of the people probably watching this. And even if you're not, even if you're in that one small 0.0001% chance and you don't think $20,000 is a lot of money, you're probably going to buy yourself a really nice tuxedo you're probably gonna buy yourself some really nice shoes a new tv whatever you're gonna do with it right and hopefully hopefully if you're not if you're at that point the nice the noble thing to do would be to donate it right help people out giving is living but anyways use that code sal sal we'll talk about some super draft plays during this video and we'll definitely definitely hit hard we have projections down below so you know exactly what to do over there but we hit hard on super draft on that live stream later in the day once the finalized projections are up on patreon patreon.com backslash sal underscore vetri underscore but yes that code sal sal will get you a free money bonus up to a thousand dollar ruskies it's linked down below to check it out is a multiplier format and it's just not filling that's the reason to go there do not put your first dollars in DraftKings tonight if you're in a legal state put your first dollars into this contest because 30 percent of the prize pool is going to put zeros in there because it's not going to fill DraftKings. you might get lucky if a couple people don't get into the contest nowhere near 30 to potentially 40 percent it's a one hundred thousand dollar contest the record setting high for super draft and they continue to break their records they are growing right now they are growing right now and they are growing right now 20 percent the first place that's 20k to first place get in right now it's going to be starting at 7 30 p.m tonight we'll talk about it more later on in the live stream that code sal sal let's know what you came for me let's get into the slate right now starting with our injury and status 
dashboard before we get into, oh, those picks that you want. Oh, you want those early morning picks. And don't worry, I just spent the past hour and a half projecting rotations, looking at what other games had. I got everything you need right here. So let's get into it. Rajon Rondo, he's going to be out today with the back, and DeAndre Hunter is still expected to be out for at least another seven to 10 days. And what that's going to do is just continue to do what it's been doing. Cam Reddish, especially with Rondo out, maybe a little bit more security to his minutes, but he's kind of priced for this. Hunter being out, same thing with Kevin Horder, and with Rondo out, probably some Brandon Goodwin off the bench. It's nothing major there, but we can get into some more major news, quote unquote major news, with Devontae Grant already ruled out a couple of days ago, like early yesterday, I believe, already ruled out. And this is what's happening on Charlotte. I mean, you just had LaMelo Ball go off for seven three-pointers in a game. So he's at $8,500 and that's why he's at expensive, right? Because he has a massive ceiling. Now the shooting wise, maybe that wasn't the ceiling we were expecting as much as the triple double upside. So at 8,500, I'll say the same thing I said about LaMelo Ball last time out. Yeah, still a fine GBP play, still has a lot of upside. But again, if people are going to chase him now, he was low owned last time. I don't think he'll be highly owned this time, but if people get on him a little bit more. Now, instead of being 5%, he's 10, 12% owned in this contest. Well, I'll fade that seven three-point game. But with no Devontae Graham on the court this year, LaMelo Ball has played the most minutes, 386 on Charlotte. And he's averaging 1.24 fantasy points per minute, a 26% usage rate, and a 33% assist percentage. LaMelo Ball at $8,500, averaging 1.24 fantasy points per minute, is basically appropriately priced, but we know what that ceiling can do, right? He's basically at this usage rate numbers like Jimmy Butler right now. And Jimmy Butler lately has been like an $8,400 player. So LaMelo, flashy last game out there, appropriately priced. But yes, the ceiling is still high. After that, you have Gordon Hayward averaging 1.13 fantasy points per minute. That's appealing. But something I want to look at is Terry Rozier and PJ Washington. PJ Washington averaging about a fantasy point per minute with no Devontae Graham on the court. He's his price point is plummeting after a bad couple of last games. And Terry Rozier coming back from an injury, and then you had Lamelo Ball going off in the last game. He's just at like sixty one hundred dollars right now, averaging one point oh five fantasy points per minute. So a lot of Charlotte's going to be looking appealing today. I'm going to probably jump on the guys who are getting that buy low price, like a PJ Washington and like a Terry Rozier, compared to the guys that are appropriately priced, Gordon Hayward, or a little bit overpriced, and I think appropriately priced Lamelo Ball over in Denver today. The big old nuggies, you're going to be having PJ Dozier out with the hamstring still, and Campazo is probable today. So, what you're getting is Monty Morris just going to continue to play big minutes. Now, he's played back to back games of 30 plus minutes, playing 30 minutes in that last game. He has now played 26 or more minutes in four straight games. I expect this to continue. I expect the big minutes to be there for him. We get the Clippers' first time playing, I believe, now since the seventh, and Paul George is expected to miss at least two weeks, and Pat Beverly is going to be questionable for this game. So, what you got out of the starters in the last game was Nicholas Batum, Luke Kennard, Kawhi, Serge Ibaka, and Reggie Jackson. Jackson Jackson played 30 plus minutes. Luke Kennard only played about 19 minutes in that game, did not check back in in the fourth quarter. So Kennard did not close the game out, didn't see if there was an injury there or anything like that. But Lou Williams ended up closing the game out. So did Zubak and so did Marcus Moore. So they had an interesting closing rotation of Batum, Kawhi, Lou Williams, Zubak, and Marcus Morris. That allowed Lou Williams to play 29 minutes or so. And I think that Paul George being out will allow for potentially more minutes. But Lou Williams in the first half only played 11 and a half minutes. And Lou Williams all season long hasn't been playing big minutes. So now with the price at around 5,500, he is is averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute without Paul George on the court. The problem is the minutes just aren't there. The problem is all these minutes get split up between these guys like Luke Kennard and Nicholas Batum, who seem to be properly priced at this point. And even Marcus Morris off the bench, even closing out last night, the final 16 minutes of the game, that only got him to 25 minutes after in the first half playing just about 10 minutes or so. So yes, this Clippers team is very difficult to want to get to because the minutes aren't there outside of Kawhi Leonard, even with Paul George out. And if Pat Beverly comes back, it kind of just throws off a bunch of stuff for guys like Reggie Jackson in the rotation and even Lou Williams. Going down out to the Lakers, Anthony Davis, you know what to do. Like, Caruso missed that last game. He's questionable today. Dave-
Davis with an Achilles injury. So this is actually a legitimate lower body injury that can keep him out yet again. You have now seen LeBron James in three straight games go for 60 plus fantasy points coming off of the game where AD did not play. He scored 70 plus fantasy points. So far this season with no Anthony Davis on the Lakers, you're seeing right now Harrell leading the team in minutes. He's averaging about a fantasy point per minute, but LeBron averaging 1.5 fantasy points per minute right now on a 34% usage rate and a massive 43% assist percentage. Kuzma also goes up. He plays the third most minutes. He averages around a fantasy point per minute. So those guys, yet again, if Anthony Davis was out, it would be LeBron James number one for me. And then it would kind of be like a 2A, 2B with Kuzma. And then a shooter at this point, number three would be Mr. Montrez Harrell. Memphis, you had Joe Val return. He got back to his big minutes, big minutes in those 30s, like the mid to upper 30s. And he went off, right? 7,400. He'll look appealing. And now there's not going to be Brandon Clark. And now there's not going to be Danthony Melton. Those guards, those other guards on those teams, like your Xavier Tillman, your Grayson Allen, kind of cut into each other enough to the point I don't need to get to them. Milwaukee injury news. You have Drew Holiday. And in that last game, you saw the Bucks end up rolling out there for 30 minutes, Dante DiVincenzo, who normally doesn't play that many minutes. And then you also saw Bryn Forbes start and play fine. He's cheap enough again today to get to if he starts. He played about 26 and a half minutes in that game. Opportunity for guys like Pat Connington, opportunity for guys like DJ Augustine. I was surprised to not see Augustine start that last game, get the run off the bench. So just keep a starting eye on that starting lineup for Milwaukee. If it's going to be whoever it is, I'll have interest because they're all pretty cheap today. Russell missed that last game. You saw Malik Beasley go off. Cat is doubtful again. If Russell is to play at $6,800 and a 1.5x multiplier on the presenting sponsor, Superdraft, yes, I like that. And if he's to be out, well, then on both of those platforms, just go right back to Malik Beasley. On both of those platforms, especially DraftKings, look at Anthony Edwards, who now has back-to-back pretty big games and getting massive minutes. In that last game, Russell ended up playing, but he only played five and a half minutes or so before he got re-injured in that game. And then you saw guys like Ricky Rubio check directly in for him. You saw Jaden McDaniels in that game end up playing some big minutes around 20 minutes, which is normally five or six or maybe even 20 more than he normally plays. Jalen Noel got some more run. So Rubio, you're going to have Malik Beasley being direct beneficiaries and Anthony Edwards the most. And then if somebody gets a spot start, right? If somebody gets a spot start for Russell, who only played six minutes in that last game and is questionable, if it's a Jaden McDaniels getting the spot start, it's interesting to go there. I think it'll be Ricky Rubio though. So my interest would be Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, and Rubio in that order. SGA is going to be out and this is going to be mean massive things, right? We have SGA and Theo Malden out today. So this is a lot of stuff that we were seeing the other day for OKC. So OKC is not the exact same value that they once were like a week ago when SGA was out. And some of these other guys, because they're now priced up, but they're still not expensive enough when you're going to be having your top producer and arguably at this point with Theo Malden's minutes that he's been playing lately, two of like your top four producers on offense out of the starting rotation. They still don't have George Hill out there. So you're going to be getting a pretty condensed sample. That's actually a nice true sample of like last week's games when guys weren't playing. And the obvious option is going to be, you're going to be running right back to Hamade Duallo, who's averaging a 27% usage rate, a 27% assist percentage over fantasy, 1.05 fantasy points per minute. And it's just a bigger minutes of what you're getting out of him. You're going to see nice usage overall for guys like Al Horford in a short minute sample with all these guys off the court. If you were to just take SGA and George Hill, so you can get an even better sample. You see Hamadou Diallo averaging 1.15 fantasy points a minute. You see some guys like Al Horford averaging like 1.3 fantasy points a minute. That spiked from a couple of games in there. But yes, depending on who the starters are, I'm going to like Hamadou Diallo and we can get to that. But depending on who the starters are is where else I'll go with that. Chris Paul questionable with a hamstring and you also have Crowder and Nader questionable with the hamstring Dario Sarge and campaign already ruled out just keep an eye on that that's obviously going to be affecting Devin Booker and Aiton and how appealing they look at relatively cheap price points if Paul was to miss OG and Anobi questionable today can hurt a lot of guys from just leaving the rotation like a Stanley Johnson or Ritonobi it'll hurt Norman Powell right some other guys who are getting some starting minutes Terrence Davis in the rotation so keep an eye on that let's get now into these early interests so at the early interest now please do hit that like button I appreciate that the subscribe the notification again will be live at noon for golf and 4 p.m eastern today as well for the NBA slate tonight so be sure to check that out and also be sure to subscribe Subscribe to me or follow me over on Twitter at DFS, posting some more content, short form, minute long content, quick hitting comedy and sports type content. Going to be also reposting that to places like TikTok as well and Clubhouse. If you're not on Clubhouse yet, 
get on there. I don't know what you're doing. We're interacting. It's a ton of fun right now. Um, being able to talk to people one-on-one -on -one through audio. Yes, you right now watching this. The live streams are great. That's my favorite part of YouTube a week, interacting with the community through my audio and your text, right? Writing comments and questions, but you can go all through audio in a more interactive aspect through Clubhouse. So be sure to hop on there. We can have some conversations. So we'll scroll through the early interest as we normally do. A lot of these are going to be stemming from my early projections on Patreon, where we've had a lot of success over there. Yesterday in the, in the live chat, it was fantastic. Somebody saying about how good the day before was from DeJounte Murray going off and a couple, a couple of other guys like we had the Chris Middleton. Uh, shout out to us. Pat on the back. Chris Middleton buy low spot at 60 plus points, right? And we ended up getting guys winning $20,000. A couple people taking home 5000 4000 and 2000 all in the chat yesterday. Somebody winning $340 profits, right? That's fantastic profit for somebody building a bankroll and just in general, $340. I'll take that any day of the week. We had somebody saying that they want a buck 50 off of their, their small buying fees. Let's go. That's a great ROI based on what you put in there. So the patrons were absolutely killing it. We're doing very well in terms of just leveraging off of certain spots and finding the appropriate buy low spots and avoiding some of those appropriate, uh, I would say spots where guys are priced like maybe a lamella ball or, or they're just nice price points. Now people are running to them when they probably shouldn't be. So Harden right now, we said, yeah, Harden was probably your top payup option, right? Yesterday's slate. I liked Damian Lillard a lot. I like Damian Lillard a lot at $10,000 flat. I thought Kyrie was a fine option and obviously Vooch, but the entire sentiment of the live stream was basically, yes. I mean, James Harden is my highest projected player by five points. If you can find the value to get to him, get to him. The problem was you probably only could play James Harden if you wanted to pay up for him. And he was fine. He scores over 60 points, but he was almost priced for it. Right? He was basically $10,900. And now his price point drops $500 with Kevin Durant still expected to be out until at least, at least Friday. And if you're looking at what the sample is, and the sample is growing because of yesterday, James Harden is now averaging with no Durant on the court and obviously no Karis LeVert on the court this season, 1.45 fantasy points a minute. And I assume that's still low because of a small sample of just 226 minutes. You're getting Kyrie Irving during that time averaging 1.35 fantasy points per minute. Both of these guys' prices are dropping. James Harden averaging right now, which is a pretty ridiculous 41% three-point shooting, 26% usage rate, and a 46% assist percentage. Harden is great yet again today against Indy. Harden's coming off of a game yesterday where I'm not shocked to see him be, I would say, ruled out in this one because you're getting these weird days when they're resting a player, like maybe a Kyrie just takes a rest now. They ended up losing by 11 to Detroit, and Harden in that game played 39 minutes. He has now played 39 or more minutes in three out of his last four games and four out of his last six games. So Harden for me at 10,400, currently as it stands right now, assuming that he's actually going to be playing, is the top payup option on the slate. And also Kyrie Irving, 28 attempts last night shooting-wise, playing from behind. He only goes for 44 points. He only shoots 12 of 28. He's somebody, yet again, whose price point drops by $200. That overall fantasy point per minute production for a $9,100 player, averaging 1.35 fantasy points per minute, it, it's a little bit, it's a little bit on their price by probably about $400. So Kyrie strongly in play as well, but I prefer Harden today. We can now go to Charlotte where I have PJ Washington at 5,300. Look, LaMelo Ball, I, I call it a price stop here. I think he's appropriately priced at 8,500, right? For $8,500 player, for a guy who's averaging like 1.25 fantasy points per minute, the thing is the minutes. If he plays like 40 minutes, yeah, he's a smash play. If he only starts to play like 32, 33 minutes, he's just a fine play at that price point. The ceiling is still massive. If the ownership's not there, play him. If the ownership's there, well, then it's easy to get to anybody else really in that range. And Andre Drummond, who will be cheaper, you can go up a little bit more to a Zach Levine. You can pivot around to just some other ranges, paying all the way up and avoiding that price range of the 8K range. I mean, hell, if Fred Van Vliet comes in, let's just say today at like 4% on Lamelo's like 12, that's an easy pivot for me for guys who will look like similar projections. You're getting Malik Monk, everybody from Charlotte right now is looking decent. Malik Monk's not playing massive minutes, but even in the minutes that he's getting, he's playing very, very good right now. Just shooting well over 50 plus percent, right? So the, he's even in play, guys like that. But for me right now, I'm looking at PJ Washington. I'm looking at Terry Rozier, guys who are seeing a little bit of a price drop because of recent play or for Terry Rozier's instance, LaMelo Ball just going off and then he himself being injured or worked back into the rotation. So a lot of Charlotte for me today looks good, but none of them look like priorities. I would say that PJ Washington's cheap price point for a guy playing 30 minutes against Memphis today, where outside of Joe Val and really, I mean, from a, a, a position 
positionality standpoint, P.J. Washington being able to move all around. Outside of Joe Val, not really getting too much bigs there to worry you, right? There's not going to be any Brandon Clark. So P.J. Washington, probably the guy I like the most there. Miles Bridges, price points coming up. He just looks okay now at this point. He's no longer in the low 5K range. And then Gordon Hayward's okay. So like Charlotte all looks good. Everybody in Charlotte looks good today. They're all appropriately priced or slightly underpriced. So if you want to play one of those guys, by all means, I'll say yes. Nowhere near a priority. If they're filling out your lineup, that's okay. And we're still going to go back to Zach Levine. We're still going to say that Zach Levine's too cheap. Sal, when's he not going to be too cheap? Probably when he's $9,500, right? Zach Levine was like $8,400, easy smash play. Then he's $8,800 or something along those lines. Easy smash play yet again, right? They don't have Laurie Markin still. They're still without Wendell Carter Jr. Two of their probably three highest producers on this team, not named Zach Levine. They're down at Porter. Zach Levine already plays massive minutes, and now he's just an absolute monster. He's basically been, literally, and this is how I keep comparing him, fantasy point per minute wise. Levine is averaging 1.53 fantasy points per minute. You want to know what that rate is? That rate is higher than what LeBron James is doing per game and per minute on the floor without Anthony Davis. Let me say that again. Zach Levine without Laurie Markin and Wendell Carter and Otto Porter in a decent sample now approaching 200 minutes has been more of a producer, a higher producer than LeBron James without Anthony Davis from a fantasy standpoint. Now, obviously that takes into their skills some, but it also takes into account who else is on their team, right? And both guys don't have that many major players, but especially Zach Levine having to go out there with guys like Denzel Valentine for a lot of your minutes, right? Thad Young being the other stud on your team right now. Kobe White not really showing up. A $9,000 Zach Levine. The super, the super draft multiplier is coming down 1.25x, but he is still too cheap. A 36% usage rate and a 26% assist percentage. 9K Zach Levine, I'm still in play for. And just look what he's doing recently, right? Playing massive minutes above 35 minutes, scoring consistently right around 50 plus fantasy points. Levine is it for me against New Orleans today even, which makes it even, even, even better. Next up is going to be Mr. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond had to start alongside Jared Allen in the last game. So we got a couple of centers here. He's only $8,300. Andre Drummond's price point went up $100. It's still not coming up quick enough. And he's playing the minutes. This is now three straight games of 30 plus minutes for Mr. Andre Drummond. Say what now? And also it's four out of his last five games with 30 plus minutes coming off of a 36 minute game where he didn't even shoot that much, only 12 times, but he gets you your standard double double. He gets you your 14 points. He picks up a couple of blocks and assists and he drops 46.5 points. And now 46.5 points when Drummond was $9,200 a couple weeks back or $9,400 on some smaller slates didn't look that great. But now when he's in the low 8K range, yeah, it's hard not to like it. The matchup against Denver is the thing that does concern you. Jokic can take you out to the three-point line. But Jared Allen started alongside Drummond in that last game, and now we're actually starting to get a sample of what it looks like when these guys are on the court next to each other. And although it's not terrible for Andre Drummond, it definitely impacts him. Right now, he's played so far about two games this season, about 60-plus minutes, and it has to be something we monitor with Jared Allen on the court next to him. It's a better rebounder than I would say Larry Nance in terms of just bigs wise. And you're getting the rebounding rate to drop from about 40% to 30%. You're getting the fantasy points per minute to drop from around like 1.4, sometimes 1.45 to 1.3. It is an insanely small sample that I don't want to make too many, I would say, conclusions from, but it's something to watch. If Jared Allen keeps starting alongside Drummond, it's going to hurt Drummond's fantasy upside, no doubt about it. The problem with that is he's still too cheap. It doesn't matter. Even if he only averages 1.3 fantasy points per minute at $8,300, he's still $500 to $700 too cheap. And then I'm going to put Nicole Jokic on here because I'm trying to give you a player per team if there's anybody that stands out. Monty Morris price point dropping $300 yet again, playing 30 plus minutes with no PJ Dozer out there is appealing to me right now as some lower range value, but Jokic all the way up top yet again. I mean, what are we going to say? He's going to play 37 minutes in a competitive game today against Cleveland if it stays competitive, right? At the very least, 36. Probably will push towards 40 minutes if this one comes down to the closing lineups and closing rotations in a close game. He's averaging over 1.6 fantasy points per minute at this point. You're getting everything. You're getting the rebounds. It's crazy that this is a center averaging a 38% assist percentage. 
32% usage rate. Yes, Jokic is going to be somebody that I like getting to. Shooting 40% from three, everything from Jokic is fine. He's up there with all your guys, your LeBrons, whoever you want to talk about, Embiid's, your Nikola Jokic's, guys that are playing at MVP caliber right now. I currently prefer James Harden for $600 less, but if there's enough value on the slate, getting to Harden and Jokic, that is a lot, a lot of money. I get that. I get that. But if there's one or two value guys that open up in that 3K range or lower 4K range, or you can build a lot in the 5K range today, if that opens up, a Jokic plus James Harden build is something that I'll be running towards with the caveat, with the caveat that Anthony Davis plays. If Anthony Davis is out and more value opens up, then I'm going to be trying to jam in at cheaper price points. LeBron at 10200 and James Harden at 10400 look like a really strong way to go stars and scrubs today. So now we're getting a price discount on Malcolm Brogdon. He's only 7400 for a guy who's been locked in at the 8K price tag for like the past month to month and a half. And now we don't have Oladipo, right? So why is this happening? Well, he played 36 minutes in the last game, but like two or three games before that, there were blowouts and he did not get the run. So DraftKings algorithm is usually a little bit slow to update that. So it dropped his price point. Now he's $7,400 against Brooklyn, against Brooklyn, against Brooklyn, where a team in Detroit yesterday had Mason Plumlee drop 50 points, where DeLon Wright goes off, where Jeremy Grant goes off, right? This is the Brooklyn team that doesn't play defense, even if Kevin Durant's out there. And then when he's not out there, even worse. DeMontis Sabonis is on the sheet to the notes side that says DeMontis Sabonis is fine because the guy averages 1.3 fantasy points per minute, right? He averages a 27% usage rate, but Malcolm Brogdon also a 27% usage rate, over 1.1 fantasy points per minute this year, and now he's playing Brooklyn. Look, matchups should not be too overweighted, but when I tell you about the back end of my model and what Brooklyn does to teams this season, oh yeah, it spikes them more than any other team. Brooklyn against them at 7,400, a buy low spot. This is the exact spot that Chris Middleton was in the other day. Middleton's price point dropped to 7,500 in a quality matchup, and we said, oh yes, that's a buy low spot in Chris Middleton, and he's going to be at low ownership. Let's laugh, let's laugh, let's laugh while he gets us there, and he got us there in a major way. We got lucky when he goes for 60 points, right? But identifying that process, finding a buy low spot with a ceiling and low to mid ownership is a good spot. I think Malcolm Brogdon picks up a little bit more ownership because he's facing Brooklyn out there, but at $7,400 for a guy who's averaging 36 minutes a game, coming off of a 36-minute game, there's nothing wrong with his minutes. It's just because of some blowouts. Brogdon at 7,400. If this game stays close and he plays 35 plus, expect him to get you there more times than not. Now you go over to Kawhi, and again, Sabonis is fine there as well. I like him at 8,600. More competition in that mid 8K range. You have Zach Levine there. You have a little bit cheaper Andre Drummond. But for Malcolm Brogdon in that 7K range, he's kind of standing out right now as kind of his own option in that range that I like a lot. There's one other guy who's 7,300. We'll get to in a second. Now we can move over to Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers today against Minnesota. A really another nice matchup without Paul George on the court so far this season. Kawhi is averaging 1.36 fantasy points per minute and a 32% usage rate. This is if I had to pick somebody here, right? There's no PG. Lou William will look good if he gets more minutes, but I think those 29 minutes, he got to close out the majority of that last game, like 14 of the last 15 minutes. I don't think that's going to continue based on his 11 minutes of first half run. I think more times than not, Lou Williams probably plays 22 to 24 minutes, and then he's too expensive at $5,500. And if I'm being completely honest with you, $9,400 Kawhi Leonard, yes, he has the 50 to 60 point upside, no doubt about it, but he's not playing that great, right? He's being a little bit passive. He's only been a 1.36 fantasy point per minute producer and almost 300 minutes without Paul George this season. A lot of that comes down to the minutes that he's playing. He's clearly in play. That's why he's on the list here. But I'm definitely going to the payup options if I can get up to $10,200 LeBron. I'm definitely going down to Zach Levine for $900 less. So Kawhi Leonard is kind of in this weird price range where he basically becomes a pivot for me. If for some reason Zach Levine picks up ownership or LeBron picks up ownership and there's nobody really on Kawhi, that's my pivot option in that second stud in your lineup spot. We can now get over to the Lakers where it depends on what's happening with AD. LeBron's in play either way, but obviously I prioritize him and I get to him a lot more and see him as one of the best plays against this OKC team that has nobody out there, right? I mean, blowout risk of all blowout risk, if anything would be to happen today, but we'll project it straight up. So if there's no AD, LeBron James is who I'll go to. And then I'll go 2A being like we talked about earlier, shooter, and then 2B, Kuzma, assuming that he starts again. LeBron over 1.5 fantasy points per minute and a beautiful matchup now against OKC Scrubs and G League at this point. Bryn Forbes in that last game did get the start. He did get to basically close it out. Like until the blowout ensued, they were had him on the court in the fourth quarter. He played somewhere around, I would say nine and a half fourth quarter minutes for Bryn Forbes. He played total in that game, 25 and a half, 26 minutes right around there. He's only 3,800, not in plan super draft, even though it's a 
0.95x multiplier. Just not enough of a projection there right now for me. Again, later on the live stream today, we'll go in depth for Superdraft's biggest contest ever, $100,000 contest, 20K to first. So be sure to check that out. We'll be talking about the projections. Also, if you can't tune into the live stream, but if you can, notification bell so you get notified, just hop in quickly, ask a Superdraft question, a DraftKings question, whatever it might be. But if you can't, down below on Patreon, we have Superdraft projections for tonight, which is going to help you in a major, major way. People are absolutely dominating. I actually got a DM this morning for somebody on Superdraft last night in the, in the Patreon Discord who ended up winning $1,500, finished second in the smaller contest that was 3K to first. His name was Iron Man on Superdraft, and his name is Iron Man on Twitter. He said, Vetri gang shit. But he put ish, right? Man didn't want to curse. $1,500 Ruskies. He ended up profiting on that night $1,515 total. So shout out to you, my man, Iron Man. Shout out to you, Bowen on Superdraft. And somebody can do that tonight. They can do it in the small contest. You can do it in the big contest and bink yourself $20,000 Ruskies. Just like our fella in the chat yesterday who ended up winning $20,000 Ruskies. So be sure to check that out. Code Sal lets him know that you came from me. We'll talk about that more later on. Russell, so here's the thing with Minnesota. Yeah, Russell, I'm going to like over 1.1 fantasy points a minute. And now he's back down to 6,800. If Russell's in play, right, he left after six minutes in that last game. If he starts and he he's in play today i'm fine getting to him he's too cheap if he's not going to be out then it goes to beasley and edwards in that order from this team and then i would go ricky rubio assuming that he starts in place for russell who's somewhat appropriately priced he would be my third ranked player for minnesota after that so without carl anthony towns who's doubtful and russell who's questionable on the court assuming they don't play today both of them ricky rubio averages 0.96 fantasy points per minute anthony edwards one fantasy point per minute malik beasley 1.12 fantasy points per minute and this is in a big sample of 300 plus minutes for all these guys right jared vanderbilt above one fantasy point per minute naj reed 1.2 fantasy points per minute so you can see where things start to happen here. So Najri becomes more appealing as long as he can play the minutes. Malik Beasley would be my biggest priority because he's still too cheap. Even on or Super Draft, he would be a priority. Still too cheap for a guy averaging close to 1.15 fantasy points per minute. The problem is the problem is that when you start to tr- try and do that, right, you start to compete with these other guys from OKC like Hamadou Diallo. So I'm playing Hamadou Diallo no matter what today over guys like D'Angelo Russell and over guys like Malik Beasley, even if Russell was to miss. Diallo is averaging, depending on who you take on and off the court, if you just take SGA off the court, Diallo is averaging like 1.2 fantasy points per minute this year. And the bigger thing is that he's even playing big minutes when SGA has been out there, right? SGA has played these last couple of games. It seems like they're just trying to do a little bit of maintenance with SGA now, but Diallo, they continue to play bigger minutes because all season long, he was only playing 20 to 22 minutes and he was balling out and they were just saying, okay, let's see what we got on this kid. But lately, these have been the minutes that Diallo has been playing lately, both with and without SGA, 33, 37, 31. And then this last game with SGA out there, he played 41 minutes. The kid has been absolutely dynamite, 32, 36, 30, and 43 fantasy points. He's somebody that I want to play today, even at $6,500. He's going to be looking very good and projecting out very strongly for me. Now, Lou Dort at 4,400. Even if he doesn't start, he's still somebody that's going to look good because there's also no Maldon. And he's one of these guys on OKC that a lot of them are priced up, right? You have Kendrick Williams somewhat priced up for his skill set. You have some other guys like Baisley priced up already to the 6K range. So some of them are still priced up from SGA, SGA missing in the past. The guys who aren't were Lou Dort because he was hurt during that time. So he looks nice. Al Horford has just stayed at the 6K price tag, even though he's going to average like 1.2 plus fantasy points per minute. And then whoever starts after that. So I would like right now, Diallo, Lou Dort, and Horford the most early on. We can check back in on the pre- Patreon finalized projection down below later on. And then depending on who starts, I like them as well. So if it's a Roby in the 3K range who starts, I like him. If it's a Kendrick Williams, I like him a little bit, but he's $4,700, right? So now let's finish it up on the slate today with Devin Booker. So look, here, here's the thing. If Chris Paul is out, the slate changes in a major way. It did on the last slate, right? Devin Booker at $8,100 becomes too cheap. This is a guy who last year was like $9,000 often when Chris Paul wasn't on the team. So he becomes too cheap. DeAndre Ian at $7,100 becomes too cheap. So the only way I have interest in them is if Chris Paul is out. Now, if Chris Paul is in, no interest in any of those big guys, but I'll have interest in Mr. Frank Kaminsky, who's coming off of a 29-minute game 
game. And his production doesn't really matter. Like if Chris Paul's out, yeah, high fantasy point minute producer, but Chris Paul actually slows down the pace of this team. So it looks like it's a better overall scoring offense when Chris Paul is out. He slows down the pace. He eats up the clock a little bit, sets some plays when guys like Devin Booker don't do that when they're in on the starting offense. But Frank Kaminsky on the season so far right now in 256 minutes of play is averaging 1.11 fantasy points per minute. It doesn't matter if Chris Paul is in or out for the most part for him. So either way, I like Frank Kaminsky, who's still not priced up enough and now coming off of some of the biggest minutes he's played in a long, long time in the NBA at 29 minutes. So either way today for me from Phoenix, I like Frank. And then if there's no, if there is no, 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 Chris Paul, CP3, my rankings would be Devin Booker, DeAndre in, and then Bridges in that order. Looking at Toronto, you have these guys continuing to ball out with guys like Siakam, right? And then you're also ending up getting Fred VanVleet to ball out. If you want to get to those guys as pivot and single entries, that's fine. But on a nine game slate, there's a lot of other pivots that I can get to in those price ranges for lower owned or just other ways to get different. But Kyle Lowry's the guy here at $7,300. This is way too cheap. His price point has now dropped almost $1,000 in two games and it dropped $500 since the last game. Yeah, but Sal, he only scored like five fantasy points in the last game. Yeah, did you look at the box score, right? Box scores is not the beat, should not be the only thing you looked at, right? It should be part of it, but also the game flow. He only played eight minutes in that game because he got hurt early on, right? So he got hurt early on, assuming that he plays today against Washington, which is a fantastic matchup, having this artificial price drop down to $7,300 for Kyle Lowry so far this season, who's been a quality fantasy point per minute producer. Depending on what you're looking at this season, he's been quality no matter what, averaging about 1.05 fantasy points per minute, a 29% assist percentage and over a 22% usage rate. Kyle Lowry at $7,300 is my favorite Toronto player. And then from Washington, assuming Russell Westbrook is back, it's very similar things as Kyle Lowry, right? Kyle Lowry's price plummets and same things from Malcolm Brogdon. These guys' prices are plummeting. I prefer Brogdon over Lowry today, but Brogdon's plummeting because blowouts took down his minutes. Kyle Lowry, injuries taking down his minutes. And Russell Westbrook, blowouts taking down his minutes. And then he didn't play in the last game because of rest. Like Russell Westbrook is $8,400 today. Let that sink in. A man who's averaging 1.4 fantasy points per minute so far this season as a starter, even with Bradley Beal on the court this year, is averaging that much fantasy points per minute. Actually, let's put Bradley Beal on the court. That's just what he's doing on the season, whether Bradley Beal's on or off. If we put Bradley Beal on the court, Russell Westbrook is averaging 1.3 fantasy points a minute. So even when he's playing alongside the other high producing player who sees like a 35% usage percentage in Bradley Beal, even when he's on the court with that guy for the majority of his minutes or half of his minutes, right? He's still averaging 1.3 fantasy points a minute. Russell Westbrook is massively underpriced. And this is why it's really, really difficult. And he's going to be owned, but this is why it's really, really difficult to get to your Fred Van Vliet today and your Lamelo Balls because of that price tag that Russell Westbrook is at at 8,400. Now it becomes interesting. Devin Booker with no Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook today. That's where it gets really interesting. And it's going to depend on the ownership. If they come in with similar ownership, it's Russell Westbrook for me. Yet again, happy Tuesday, happy nine game slate, and happy National Cream Cheese Brownie Day, happy National Umbrella Day, and oh yeah, the fun one, happy National Home Warranty Day. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to follow me on my socials at Twitter at DFS. We can continue to connect over there on DFS and anything else you might have questions on, and also some different type of content going out on my Twitter, on my TikTok, on my Instagram, and things like that. Instagram is Sal underscore Vetri. I appreciate you tuning in. All I ask if you're still here to this point is hit that notification bell and that subscribe button, and let me know what you like the most about these videos. Feedback is something that I'm looking to get, anything you would like to see me add, and things like that. I'll be live today at noon for golf, and I'll be live today at 4 p.m. East Coast time for the NBA. So a lot of shows coming out today, gang. Check out my other socials for some more content. You all rock. Tools in the description below. Tools to improve your game and be people like the Iron Man who won $1,500 on Superdraft yesterday. Be people in the live stream who won $20,000 Ruskies and 4K and 3K and 2K, all that type of stuff. I appreciate you all, and I want you to join this community because, hey, you're all my friends. We said it the other day in the live stream, right? Everybody out there, it's a community. So if you're in a community, the people in the community are your friends. So that's what we're doing right here. We got all the friends, the ladies, the gentlemen, the fellas, the fellas, fellas that make this so fun to do. We're building something special here. I'm glad you're a part of it. Thank you so much. And I'll see you later on in some of these live streams, gang. Enjoy the rest of your day.